and uh, it, and it had a picture of a, a little skinny guy that was sitting next to his girlfriend at the beach, and the bully comes up and kicks sand in his face, and he says, what are you doing? And he grabs him by the arm, little skinny arm, and says, who are you, you little 97-pound weakling? What are you going to do to stop me? And then he goes back to his room. Some of you remember this, and he kicks the chair. I'm tired of being pushed around. And so he gets on Charles Atlas' program, and he comes out a few weeks later, and he's real muscular and big. And then he goes back to confront the bully at the beach, and he takes care of the issue, and the victim becomes the victor. The one that got sand kicked in his face is the one that puts pressure on the guy that was bullying him and mistreating him. See, I related to this story because at the time I was looking at it, I was about six foot one, and I weighed about 120 pounds, and my waist size was 27 inches. As you could tell, that's not the case anymore. I used to drink milkshakes, trying to do everything I could to gain weight. But the point of this little memory is the fact that the victim became the victor. And this is a theme that we see in the Bible over and over and over again. All of the writers of Scripture tell us stories from ancient times of where the one that was being victimized turns around and becomes the victor. One story such like that is the story of a man named Mordecai who was a Hebrew individual living in a strange land. There was somebody that didn't like Mordecai because he wouldn't bow down to him. His name was Haman. So Haman devised a plan not just to destroy Mordecai, but to destroy all the Jewish people living in that area. If you want to read that story, you can read it in the book of Esther in your Bible. But Mordecai, who was the victim of the plan of Haman. Haman devised a gallows to hang Mordecai from. But the story was turned because of Esther's meeting with the king and being led of God. Instead of Mordecai dying on the gallows, Haman was the one. The man second in command in the kingdom was the one that was hung on the very gallows that he had, he had put together so that he could destroy this man. Amen. And so what happened? Mordecai became the second man in the kingdom. The victim became the victor. Amen. Amen. There's more stories like that in the Bible. One of them is uh, the story of Gideon. Anybody heard the story of Gideon before? That was during a time when the children of Israel were living in the promised land, but there was a problem. The problem was there were the Midianites and the Amalekites that had encamped against them. The Bible says what they would do is they would wait until the crops had grown up. The Hebrew people worked hard planting crops and cultivating the fields and taking care of them. And then when harvest time came, the Midianites and the Amalekites would swoop in because there were so many of them, and they had great weapons of warfare, and they would steal all the crops, and then the children of Israel were impoverished. They were starving because they were victimized by the Midianites and the Amalekites. But the story of Gideon is this. The poor Hebrew people who were being victimized through the power of God became the ones that were on top. And they ran off the Midianites and the Amalekites and they destroyed them using nothing but 
pots and lamps because of the power of God. The point I'm trying to make, I can tell story after story, the story of David and Goliath, uh, where the Hebrew people were the victims, but David came and the victim turned into the victor. This is the story of the Word of God. Those that are being victimized can, through the power of God, become the victors. Do I hear anybody in the house today? Amen. Say, we're in an outdoor house today. But this theme in Scripture of the victim becoming the victor starts all the way back in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Can I read that verse to you? Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. The writer Moses writes, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman. This is the curse on the serpent after the serpent had beguiled Eve. The promise of God was, I'm going to make you and the woman have issues. You guys are going to have a struggle. There's going to be warfare between the two of you. And not just between you and the woman, but between thy seed and her seed. The seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman are going to have issues. They're going to have a struggle. But listen to what it says. And thou shalt bruise his heel, and he shall bruise thy head. I want to read that from a different translation. It says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. So the point of this little passage of Scripture, it is the first, the Bible's first prophecy of the coming Messiah. And what it says is this, the seed of the woman or the woman is going to have a child or grandchild or great-great-great-great-great-grandchild. And there's going to be a point of conflict. And in this point of conflict, your seed is going to strike the heel of this man. But this man is in turn going to crush the head of the serpent. The point of this passage is the snake bite victim is going to end up the victor. The snake bite victim is going to become the victor. Now, as you look forward in Scripture, you realize what this prophecy was about. There was a Messiah that was coming that was going to be born of a woman. You and I know this Messiah by his name. His name was Jesus, the anointed one, or Jesus Christ. And the snake bite was not a literal bite of a snake, but it was a very painful infliction that happened at the cross where Jesus was pierced in his hand and in his feet, where he was beaten on his back, where he was stripped naked and shamed and ridiculed in front of the people. It was a painful and a terrible bite. It was a terrible thing that victimized this man named Jesus Christ. But the fact is, even though the blood drained from his body, and even though he took his final breath that day on the cross, the victim would not stay the victim. Do you know that's why we're here today? We're here today because the victim didn't remain the victim, but the victim became the victor. Amen. In Revelation chapter 1 verse 18, it says, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore and have the keys of hell and the death. Amen. 
Today is not a somber gathering. Today is a celebration. The reason today is a celebration is that Jesus Christ did not remain the victim, but he became the victor. He did not be, he was not the one that was ultimately overcome, but the Bible says that he ultimately overcame the world. John 16, 33 said, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Amen. Jesus said, you're going to go through some tough times. You're going to have some struggles. You're going to have some battles. At times you're going to feel like the victim. But be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. I got to get down here where you are right now to make sure I make this point real clear. The fact is, Jesus is saying, because I was the victim and became the victor, then you have the power, even though you may be a victim, and even though you may be going through tribulation, and even though you may be snake bit, and even though you may be going through struggles, you can become the victor. Amen. The message of the cross, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is called the good News. Anybody heard that before? The word gospel is simply an old-fashioned word that means good news. Why is it good news that Jesus died on a cross? He was buried for three days in a tomb, and he came out of the tomb and was seen of his disciples before he ascended into heaven and declared that I have won the victory and I have conquered death, hell, and the grave. The reason it's good news is not just because it makes a good story. Everybody likes a good story, but this is more than just a good story. This relates to you. This has relevance to your life. The point is, because he overcame, you can overcome. Because he was the victim and became the victor, because Jesus Christ rose again, you have hope of eternal life, and you have hope of abundant life on this earth. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. There are times in life when we feel like the victim. And there are times in life when we face circumstances that are very challenging, and very difficult. And we wonder how we're going to come out of it. Jesus said, I have overcome. And so you can overcome. Sometimes we're a victim of life. Some of you are here today and as you look back over your life, your upbringing, certain things that have happened, it's had a negative effect on your life. Some of you, when you were growing up, you were victims of abuse. There are some of you that have been victims of spousal abuse or neglect or rejection. Some of you have been victims of addiction. You found yourself trapped in addictions to chemicals, to uh, substances that make a mess of your life. At first, you thought you were in control, but before long, you realized, I'm not in control. This stuff's in control of me. Can I get a witness in the house? And when you got to wake up and, and head to the fridge and find the bottle, and when you got to be intoxicated every time you go to sleep, you're not in charge anymore. Amen. You've become the victim. Some people are victims of depression. You feel like this cloud following you. Nothing is exciting. Nothing feels good anymore. You're wondering if it's worth living or not. I'm telling you today, this is typical of human life. This is typical because of sin. All of us from time to time feel like the victim. Some of you are victims of fear. 
You walk around fearful all the time, and you wonder if you're going to survive. You wonder if you're going to live. You feel like a victim, and you can't get the victory over this. There are those of you that are victims of sickness and pain. It just seems to prevail in your life over and over and over again. You appear to struggle with the same things again and again and again. But the reality is God came to this earth in the form of a man and we know him as Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ suffered the victimization of the cross and came forth as a victor and since he overcome the world you can be of good cheer because even though you may feel like a victim you can become the victor amen my last verse today is in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5 it says let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, because of this, God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven, in earth, and under the earth. The name of Jesus is highly exalted above every name. Do you know why? Because he was victorious through the cross. If the victim had not become the victor, then Jesus' name would not have the power that it has today. But because he conquered death, hell and the grave that means everything in heaven everything in earth and everything under the earth is submitted to the power of jesus name the name of jesus is highly exalted and i want to tell you today it doesn't matter what it is that you're facing in life the name of jesus has power and dominion over it amen and it has to bow down to the name of jesus So can I make it plain to you right now? I want to make it plain. Heroin addiction has to bow down to the name of Jesus. Alcoholism has to bow down to the name of Jesus Christ. Depression. There's nothing named in this, on this planet that is not submitted to the power of Jesus' name because he came through the cross and he came out of the tomb and he got up. Amen? Heart disease. Sugar diabetes back problems. Come on, someone. All of these things that are named are submitted to the power of Jesus' name. Cancer is not greater than the name of Jesus. There is victory through the power of the name. I wonder if there's some believers in the house right now that know that through the power of the name of Jesus, bone disease has to bow down. Amen. Stomach issues have to bow down. Sickness has to bow down. Depression, fear, intimidation, all of these things must bow down to the power of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You don't have to leave here and feel like a victim. 
and feel like your life is living you instead of you living your life and feel like the world and your circumstances are pushing you around. You've been a victim long enough. You need to identify with Jesus Christ, die with him on a cross, and then you can come forth with his resurrection power. Do I have a witness in the house? Is there anybody that here that knows? I got some witnesses in the house, people that used to be bound up, people that used to struggle, people that used to be walking in lockstep with whatever the world told them to do or the enemy told them to do. But now they're free. They've been liberated by the power of Jesus' name and through the power of the cross of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wonder if we could stand to our feet right now because he is the victor. He is the overcomer. And since he is the victor, by connection, we can walk in victory as well. We're going to pray together in just a moment. But I want you to listen to the words of this song, and I want you to worship God right now as we talk about the victor's crown.
don't you lift your hands today? Why don't you thank him for bringing victory into your life today? Hallelujah, we thank you, Jesus. At the cross, the work was finished. You were buried in the ground. But the grave could not contain you, for you were the say a word of prayer right now because there are some of you that today you're here but you're struggling with some things and you know that it's been pushing you around but what we sang about today is not just a song to celebrate but it's a reality in our lives and we're going to pray and what I'd like for us to do in just a moment is wherever you are you don't have to do it now but in just a moment I want you to reach over and grab the hand of a neighbor we're going to pray for one another we're going to pray for victory and deliverance and hope in this place on this Easter Sunday I also want to mention something right now, if I could get your everybody's attention, is that next Sunday at Life Church, right over at the Mary Wilcox Center on the corner, right over there, 11 o'clock next Sunday, we're going to have a spirit baptism service where people are going to have an opportunity to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you've never experienced that before, I strongly encourage you to be there next week because we've got a special guest coming, Brother David Smith, all the way from Louisiana, who has been gifted by God to help people understand and receive this glorious experience with Jesus Christ. You ever just kind of wish you could have a fresh start and start all over again? It's what the gospel is about. It's about forgetting those things which are behind and letting all things become new. And next week, we believe that there are going to be a number of people that are baptized with the Holy Spirit They're going to receive the biblical evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. 
So if you need a change in your life, if you'd like a fresh start, I encourage you to be here next Sunday. If you have a friend or a neighbor or a family member that really needs deliverance or needs a fresh start, then I encourage you to bring them next week as we have our Spirit Baptism Sunday. But right now, I'm going to pray a prayer. And I'm going to believe right now that hopelessness is going to seep out of your spirit. It's going to be replaced with the hope through the gospel of Jesus Christ that there is new life, that there is hope. Amen. And every stronghold must come down. Every stronghold of fear, depression, addiction, it's got to come down through the power of the name of Jesus. So right now, I want you to reach over and pray for that neighbor. We're going to pray together in Jesus' name. Dear Heavenly Father and our precious Redeemer, Jesus Christ, we come before you with a request. We're asking, Lord Jesus, that the power of the cross be unleashed in this house today. We pray right now, Lord, and take dominion and authority over every stronghold of Satan designed to destroy families. I pray, Lord God, against the work of the enemy trying to destroy marriages, trying to divide parents from their children and husbands from their wife. I take dominion and authority over that right now in the name of Jesus, and I command it to fall. I pray, Lord, and take dominion and authority over addiction that causes people to feel guilty and shameful, that's causing offense and brokenness to their physical body and to their mind. In the name of Jesus, we bind up and take authority over addiction in this place right now, and we pray for deliverance. In the name of Jesus, we also bind up by the power of the name of Jesus all sickness and all disease, and we take authority over it in the name of Jesus, and we claim the stripes that were laid on your back for healing today. In the name of Jesus, we command strongholds of fear to fall right now. We command strongholds of sin and disobedience to fall right now in the name of Jesus Christ and because of the broken body of the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we speak deliverance. In Jesus' name, we speak healing. In Jesus' name, we speak hope. In Jesus' name, we speak newness of life into this environment, into this place right now through the power of the blood of the lamb through the power of the cross of jesus christ now i wonder if we could lift up our hands right now all across this place and just praise him together one last time hallelujah hallelujah